Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind The Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on. The one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow The One Recipe wherever you get your podcasts. The world is a dumpster fire. I'm Amy. And I'm Grace. And we want to help. As a reflex to the fucking madness on the news, we're keeping it positive, uplifting, but opinionated. We talk about cultural moments we love. Talk to people we adore. Crushes we have. And self-care we stand. During these trying times, we all need a show that focuses on joy. This is The Antidote. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Oh, my God. Can you believe it's like the most of the year is over? Isn't that crazy? What? It is? Most of the year is over. You're right. Oh, we're in the second half. We're officially in the second half. It's my birthday month. Yay. Holla, holla, holla. Yeah. Um, it just seems like just the other day that me, you, and Aman were at that Malibu hotel, like, you know, the first day oh my God. of the year. It seems like that just was around... so long ago. It was, but it doesn't Yeah, when we went on that me. hike, when I pretended I was someone who hikes, and then y'all were like, you want to do this again? I was like, nah. Literally, guys, <laughs> this is Amy. This is Amy. I was just like, oh my God, I'm, I need to hike more. And then Aman is just like, yeah, I hike all the time. And Amy's just like, um, I don't like hiking. Um, I loved being here with you guys. I just want you to know that I don't like what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this was fun. Never again. <laughs> Love the views. Fly me there. Like Kylie Jenner in her jet. Fly me three minutes to the top. Oh, <laughs> Let me take a look and I'll go back down. <laughs> Literally nuts. <laughs> and we know Beyonce finally dropped her album. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I, mean, I can't believe we haven't talked about it on here. I mean, listen, we, you know, we love it. You know, we love it. I mean, the thing is, we've talked about it a lot on here. We talked about the build I know. I like, can't even, hand, I don't want to cry today. We talked about the vinyl. <laughs> like, we talked about so many things already about this glorious yeah. album. And you know that the queen has gifted us with something and you know we receive it and we know we love it. So, you know, we're going to give you a little break from the Beyonce content for a minute. Literally, you... we're too much. We're literally too much for our own friends group chat. I mean, we stand <laughs> too hard, literally, in our group chat. I, she's, she, you know how Beyonce put out that first TikTok where she like cut together fans dancing and singing Break My Soul? Like, I literally... <laughs> cried about it. That's the level we're at. That's the key we're on. That's where we are. So uh, we're going to just leave that there and just know Uh that uh, we are standing hard. Yeah. So moving on. What are you up to this weekend, Grace? I'm sad. I feel like I'm not going to see you. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to get a facial um, tomorrow. (gasps) A facial. Wait, what? I'm getting a facial tomorrow. What time is your appointment? Um, My appointment is at noon. Oh my god! I'm right before you. I'm ten thirty. Oh my god! <laughs> we can we can high five in the high five. We'll high five yes. on your way out, my way in. In fact, I'll probably yes. park in that one space that they have in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, I always park on the street. I get lucky. I don't know why. I always ah, park on the street. No, I always do it right in, the back. in front. Like literally, I'll be pulling up and a car pulls out, and I'm like, let me just boop boop oh, right in there. Okay. No, I, I I do the little. But I, I have a little car, so yeah, yeah. Advantage. You got that little baby. 
little baby thing mm-hmm. that can fit into a lot of places. Mine is a sedan. You know what I'm saying? Like a, <laughs> a sedan. A full-size sedan. <laughs> you know? A grown so, woman sedan. Yeah, grown woman sedan. Um, so, you know, I can Oh, can't, my God. We're going to look so good. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, we're going to be, like, glowing. Like, you will be, leave glowing, and I'm going to be all dull. And I was just like, but I'll be glowing later. <laughs> I'll be glowing soon. I'll be glowing soon. <laughs> Don't worry about me. The glow is coming from me. It's coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have the same facialist because me and Amy are what? Gross. Um, like, we, just, we share a lot of things. Uh, uh, I, I prefer the word adorable. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, we're pretty cute. That's what it is. Um, well, we wouldn't need the antidote if we didn't have something to get an antidote from. That's right. Starting now up top with our bummer news of the week. Um, Well, first up, this was so weird. As if air travel wasn't already annoying as it is. A TikTok star named Sierra Mist has a video that's gone viral and it's already surpassed. (laughs) Hmm? Sierra Mist? Like the, like the... Yes, like the drink from the 90s. You're correct. But her name is C... It's spelled like Sierra, like Sierra. <laughs> like it's C-I-E-R-R-A. Actually, okay. that's not even that's, how Sierra spells her name. That's not her It's just name. wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just wrong. But yeah, her, her TikTok name is Sierra Mist, which is hilarious to me. Um, but she has pr- surpassed a whopping 7 million views and left viewers conflicted after she admitted why she never drinks tea or coffee on a plane. She says that you shouldn't drink coffee, tea, or water on your flights because the airlines hardly ever clean the water that's used for the drinks. Yuck. And this I know to be true because I have a friend from high school who went to flight school and she said the only part of the plane that is not regulated by the TSA to clean is the ice container. Yuck. So guess what they do? They don't clean it. And that is why you should never get ice in your drinks. Devastating. Devastating. I had heard about this. Um, I had heard about this a while ago. I don't know if you told me or if someone else told me, but I'd heard don't get coffee or tea. uh, Don't get ice. So there has been many a time (laughs) where uh, I've just thoughtlessly ordered a cocktail on the plane and they come and they bring it with ice in it. And then I just let it sit. (laughs) And then they're like, did you not like it? Are you serious? You don't drink it? No. Because I remember. I remember. And then I'll be like, oh, i sorry, I didn't like it. Can I actually just get a glass of wine? Because that's never with ice in it. So I have to keep remembering, reminding myself to, to only drink wine on the plane because there's no way there's ice in it. And I am a tea fanatic. I love tea so much. And so I always want some tea, you know, especially if... Like there's a meal on the plane and they're bringing you like a little dessert moment. I always want like some mint tea or something, or some green tea to go with it. But uh, I ain't doing it. Uh-uh. They don't clean their water. So no thank you. Yeah, no, no. That's nasty. That's nasty. But the bummer news doesn't stop there. Mm. Okay. Um, did you know? Another travel-related bit of bummer news. Okay. It's getting harder to get a passport these days. And why is that? Basically, the price to get or renew a passport has gone up as of January of this past year. A first-time adult passport now costs a total of $165, including the $35 acceptance fee. A renewed adult passport costs $130. And a passport for a minor costs a total of $135. It's an increase of $20 from 2021. Like it's gone up 20 bucks in a year. 
it's going to skyrocket. And this makes me mad because the wait time to get a passport is already long. It's already been bad. And Americans are so under-traveled. In fact, Americans don't travel enough. It's something like there's an organization called YouGov, which is a UK-based international research data group. And they said that only a third of American adults, about 37%, actually have valid unexpired US passports. So we're not well-traveled as it is. And I know for an opinion that the more you travel and the more you immerse yourselves in other cultures, the more you become like a citizen of the world and become open-minded and not as closed-minded. So I feel like if it's hard to travel, it's going to make Americans more prone to stay uncultured and a little ignorant, which makes me sad. Well, I mean, I just want to holler at Joe Byron. I mean, Biden is trying, okay? He signed an executive order in December. We saw this, mandating the creation of an online passport renewal system. But, you know, it's not up and running yet. <laughs> it should be by the end of the year, but he's trying. Yeah, he is trying. And, you know, we we make fun of him. But um, honestly, he's who we got. And I'm really happy that January 6th did not take. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that got dark for me. I know. It was, you know, but, you know, it could have gone a different way that day. Thank God it didn't, and that Joe Biden is our president. So we we will uh, give him credit where credit's due. He's trying to fix this, so hopefully he can soon. To be honest, you know, when I hear twenty dollars, I'm just like, if I'm being real, I'm just like a ticket for a plane costs <laughs> so much more to go overseas than the twenty dollar difference. But I do agree that um, you know we should. Uh, be trying to make a passport as accessible as possible. I think that, you know, I'm even thinking about school and stuff, like, you know, encouraging kids to go get their passport and, like, be curious about other lands. Because I do think that travel, if you can afford it, is uh, such an enriching thing in my life. I mean, all the trips that I've taken have taught me so much about myself and my abilities and traveling by myself has been always very moving. So I I hope that um, people are still able to go through all the rigmarole of getting um, their passports because I really do think it is worth it in the end. Um, we need to um, make passports more accessible to more people. I need Joe Biden to figure that out because he ain't figured much out. Uh, I don't mean to be critical of he's that trying. man. He's very old. He's, he's trying. just I trying to put one foot in front of the other. He's just trying. And like, also, I feel like the things that the Democrats and Joe Biden are doing, like they just need to get better at messaging and letting people know what they actually are doing because uh, they have done some stuff. It's just, you know, the Republicans yeah. are really good at messaging and um us yeah. liberals are not. <laughs> they sure are. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Uh, oh, my gosh. Man, thinking about politics makes me feel not so great. How do you feel, Grace? Uh, not great either. Uh, <laughs> I honestly feel like I want to take a trip <laughs> after hearing this out of America. <laughs> but can I get a passport in time? We don't know. Okay, let's get into the antidote. So this is the segment where we tell you about the culture we consumed and things we did this week that made us feel better about the bummer news. Tell me, Grace, what was your antidote this week? Well, my antidote was um, I gave a little uh, talk, a little little question-answer segment uh, at this amazing organization called Black Girl Film School this week. Oh, cool. And it was so 
so nice. It's my friend Jada, um, who actually runs the organization. And I'm so proud what? of her. That's so cool. Yeah, I went to film school with her, you know, back in the day. Uh, so their mission statement is, uh, the mission of Black Girl Film School is to increase the number of Black women working and leading in the film, TV, and media industries by designing inclusive uh, learning experience for girls 13 to 17 to learn filmmaking and technical skills from behind the camera. So... Of course. Like, I saw her at an event recently, and I literally, <laughs> she did not ask me. I was, she, I was just like, hey, you know, if you want me to talk, I could talk. <laughs> I was just like, oh I'm my so gosh. This is incredible. Yeah, I'm so inspired by what she's done that I, like, literally just offered myself up because I was just like, there's, of course, I am very oh, wow. personally interested in having more young women realize that this is a career path and that there's so many paths. Like they teach the kids about editing, cinematography, like all aspects of filmmaking. So, you know, right and early so that they can, you know, maybe choose to go to college for that or at least sort of keep up their uh, film education in college. Um, and they they just get to explore that. And we talked about um, my episode in the last season of Insecure, episode 506. Um, mm-hmm. And it was so cute. They picked two scenes uh, that they wanted me to talk about. And it was just so nice to hear their, like, young, sweet little voices. Like, so it really just lit up my day to um, to know that this organization is a thing and that they're Black women, young Black women who are curious about our industry and knowing that it can provide opportunities for them to express their stories someday. Um, So it was just a really lovely afternoon to chatting with um, those young queens. So that was definitely my antidote this week. I love that. Oh my God. I want to get involved. I'm going to donate. I'm sure Jada would love for you to come speak to them as well. Um, Of course. Anytime. So uh, what was your antidote this week, Amy? Well, you were spending time molding young minds. And I was spending time also at a nursery. <laughs> nursery? <laughs> I'm trying to make a segue. Nursery girl. I'm sorry, you were your children are age. You're, I know. I, it was not a good segue. All I'm saying is I went to a nursery. <laughs> oh, so you are molding young So plants. you were at a school. Okay, I'll say you were helping people at a school and I was helping at another school. A nursery. <laughs> it is a nursery, a wholesale nursery filled with plants. Uh, it's not a great segue. I'm sorry. It was very clunky. Um, my antidote this week was going to a nursery um, and it was going plant shopping with my Aww. florist friend, Brooke. Brooke Wetzel, you can find her on Instagram at the Plum Dahlia. I need to she, I've spoken her. about her so many times. Exactly. She always uh, fits out my house with really great flowers. She got me into my flower arranging hobby. She, she, she dumps flowers on my porch and I arrange them. And it's like literally the best part of my week. Like every couple of weeks she does this. Um, so I went strolling through this nursery, looking at plants and it was really relaxing. It was very hot because mm-hmm. it was a fully outdoor nursery and it was huge. It like spanned like a block and we literally walked almost the whole way. It had to be like half a mile, the length mm-hmm. of this nursery. I really love plants, but I'm very like not good at 
high maintenance plants. So getting some that go outdoors that I can just have something nice to look at when I look out my window um, was really the priority for me. So I'm looking forward to when they get delivered. It'll probably be next week because um, we got to find pots for these plants. Oh, that's part (laughs) of the fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I love plant shopping because like it feels like a little bit of decor because, you know, I I moved into a new apartment um, during 2020. It was like my pandemic hobby. And then for months I was just having so much fun, like decorating everything. But like now I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So it's always fun when you can like add a little bit of decor because, you know, you need to. Yeah. Spice it up. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And once I get it popping, once I get my plant party popping, I will invite you over so you can see the new patio. Yeah, we'll meet your new children. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's what I should have said. We were both helping children. You real ones, me plant ones. Plant babies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, anyway, we'll be back after the break. Welcome back to The Antidote. We have a special guest today. Who is it, Grace? Well, our guest today is a hilarious, stunning actor, podcaster, comedian, and writer who has made you laugh on Saturday Night Live, Woke, and Home Economics, just to name a few. She also voices some of your favorite animated baddies on shows like Two and Birdie and the upcoming Marvel series Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. She believes in the healing power of crystals and really thinks it's time for everyone to get on board with bidets. Please welcome the incredible Sashir Zameda. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. <laughs> well, Sashir, you are very, very, very impressive. Okay. But we aren't here to talk about your many, many accomplishments. Okay. We're here to get deep. So uh, let's check in first. Uh, how are you feeling today? Like for real, for real, like not small talk. Is there anything weighing on you or is there anything bringing you joy today? I feel like good. I'm like in a general lackadaisical chill mode right now. Ooh, nice. <laughs> we, I go back to shooting home economics at the end of the month mm-hmm. and I've just had kind of a month to do nothing. And I really have been doing nothing oh. and it's nice. Teach me That's nice. Yeah, we never get to do nothing. Tell us what that's like. Like, tell us the nothings that you do, please. <laughs> In the morning, you wake up and sit? Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been sitting. I've been sitting in my bed for a long time. Yeah, Amy really needs to know because uh, nothing is not something that she's ever done. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with it. I'm not even jealous. I'm just happy another Black woman gets to experience it. I'm just thrilled. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yes, I mean, yes. I am trying to remind myself it's okay to do this Mm -hmm. because of course there's the voice in my head that's like you should be taking up space somewhere you should be doing a thing writing a thing creating a thing why are you using valuable time just like chill but it's like but I've already done time doing that earlier and I'm going to keep doing that you're going to keep doing it's okay yeah it's really (laughs) exactly yeah you're literally on multiple shows on television at any given moment you're allowed to sit down Yeah. And like, yeah, it's so important to decompress um, and have those moments because, yeah, you about to you about to have a busy rest of your year shooting your show. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's keep those good vibes going. okay? we need that right now. Um, This show is called The Antidote because life is hard and we all need different antidotes to deal with the bullshit. So tell us, what's your antidote? In other words, what's something non-work related that's bringing you joy this week or this month? 
Um, I was told by a clairvoyant oh. that I need to dig deeper into the moon. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that because I have a planner that literally tells me what the moon's doing every single day and what you could be doing to tap into that energy. And I have a moon phase book on my coffee table. I have the moon calendar app on my phone. So I've already been like called to the moon in different ways. And then someone was like, you need to actually dig deeper. And I was like, okay, you're, (laughs) I believe you. And yeah, I just been like getting a lot of joy and all kinds of emotions from the moon in general. And just excited to like know more about it. Okay, wait. So this is now moon talk with Sashir Zameda because I'm like, <laughs> please explain what yeah. this moon journal is yeah, telling you to I'm do so and what curious. it means. Yeah, so. means to get deeper into the moon. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> it's like dense. We got Which time. is why I haven't gotten. We got time, girl. We got time. You're here to talk. So talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like why I haven't gotten that deep into it because here, wait, I'll, I have it next to me. Like this book, this book tells you like what plants to plant if wow. you want like. Like if you want healing from the moon, is that. Healing from the moon or it'll be like if the moon's in a fire sign today, maybe you should be exercising. Or if it's oh, like wow. in a water sign, maybe you need to relax more. And then you can also even go according to your personal signs and see, like, uh-huh. what you need personally from the moon. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I took a moon class. <laughs> wait, oh wait, where did you take a moon class? In Los class? Angeles. I, I assume in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. What was the it moon was class? A- and also, who was teaching it? I need uh, yeah, to know. Yeah, because we are going to go to the moon. No. Class. An astronaut? <laughs> um, of course not an astronaut. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like Chani Nichols or someone, right? Yeah, it was a, a someone, an astrologer, a, a mm-hmm. astronomy person. It was during lockdown, so I did it from my home mm-hmm. via nice. Zoom. And uh, same same deal, just like what the moon does, what you could be using it for. And it's actually wild because while I took that class, I was looking for a house to buy. Mm-hmm. And ah. the teacher was like, at the end of class, he was like, is anyone going through something big right now? And they want to know what the moon's doing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm actually house hunting right now. And she oh, like, wow. you know, did some stuff on her computer. And she was like, oh, it looks like a Taurus moon is actually the perfect time to buy a house because it's like Whoa. being grounded and rooted, putting roots down. And uh, and she's like, there's going to be a, a Taurus moon this Friday. Wow. I was like, okay, oh cool. So by this Friday, I'm going to get a house. Cool. And at that time, I had already put an offer in for a house. Mm-hmm. I put it in the highest bid. The listing agent called all the cash offers and asked if they would match my number. Someone did. So, they, oh. so the house went away. Oh. I mourned it for two weeks. It was sad. I was like, Back I guess LA. I'll keep looking. So the class I took was on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I was going to see a house on Wednesday. And I was like, maybe this house I'm going to see on Wednesday will be the house. Mm-hmm. And then I get a phone call before I see the house. That's like that house that you had initially put an offer on, the cash offer fell through. Oh, my god! You're next in line. What? If you want it, it's yours. But you wow. got to come on Friday. I mean, we we did. <laughs> we, oh. were, we started the process on Friday. Oh, my God. Oh. And I, I'm currently sitting in my house. Oh wow, my guys. Goodness. And the house is beautiful. Like, I see wood paneling. I see, I see pink walls. walls. I see sconces. <laughs> I see like, sconces. literally, the house is gorgeous. So you won. <laughs> I see a raffia furniture. It's very lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and it came on Friday, like the lady said. 
Yeah, the moon helped me get this house. And you're the voice of moon girl and devil dinosaur. No wonder. You're like, you are a moon girl. (laughs) You're a moon girl. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I am the mother of moon girl. Moon girl is played by Diamond White and uh, I play her mother. And it's such a cool show. I'm so excited to be a part of it. I'm really excited about it. I read the books, the comic books. It's so good. Yeah. I would have loved to have had a show like this when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think about that all the time. Like all the shows that are coming out now that I would have loved to have. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I looked at the IMDb. The cast is incredible. It's like Lawrence Fishburne and folks like that. Mm -hmm. What? Jermaine Fowler. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, Gary Anthony Williams. Alfred Woodward. I don't know why I asked Jermaine's my husband, yes. Yes. (laughs) I just wanted to know because he's real cute. (laughs) He is real cute. (laughs) Well, you got to wait till the moon is ripe, Amy, and then you can go. (laughs) Sorry, I'll wait. wait. I'm not shooting my shot right now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let me wait till the moon says so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, let's see a a black cartoon family and then Mm. like a teenage black superhero and we run a roller skating rink in New York City, which is like very cool. It's like made for you because you skate. It really is. It it really (laughs) feels like they just like found a Venn diagram of everything I like. And now it's like a perfect circle. (laughs) It's it's, it's truly for me. (laughs) That's so exciting to have those opportunities come your way where you're like, well, mine to lose. Like this is for me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel so like honored to be a part of it and and glad that I can bring the story to people. So speaking of skating, I, you know, we are both friends with the lovely Nicole Byer. And I know that yeah. you guys had a skate gang during the yes, pan- skate gang. pandemonium. I mean, <laughs> we were full gang. It's still the pandemonium. Uh, we we have yes. to acknowledge that the pandemonium is still going on. But do you still uh, skate at all outdoors? Not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aww. since since things have opened back up, everyone got busy. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, y'all working hard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was a, a nice, beautiful moment in time where we had Tuesdays available. And like every Tuesday at 6 p.m., we would go to the park and roller skate. Yes. And it was really fun. Lacey I felt too. like being a kid. It Aww. was just like, like we were literally playing outside. It was so fun. And I remember yes. telling Nicole, I was like, this is a really beautiful thing you put together. Like you didn't have to do this. You just like texted so many random friends and was like, do you want to skate? And then we all said yes. And now I have like new friends I didn't know before. And she was like, yeah, I didn't know I was going to do that, but I'm glad people said yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's very cool. And and we still text each other and we still like talk about skating, Mm -hmm. but we just haven't met up in a very long time. Maybe one day. We'll yeah, much like an old improv troupe. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It's like, well, we're all on a text thread. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure that you and Nicole will be best friends until you're old and gray. So maybe you yeah. could do it, like, after you retire, just re- reconstitute skating. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of cute yes. old ladies skating in the park. That is very adorable. Oh, oh that's very, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> It'll be our modern version of like walking through the mall. Yeah. (laughs) Skating in the park. (laughs) All these kids are terrified of you. (laughs) They're like, here come the brandies. I can't stop. Oh, uh, I got to skate with my walkers. (laughs) Yeah, Nicole's great at um, picking activities and forcing me to do them. Oh, yeah. Coaling too, right? (laughs) Pole dancing. Yeah, we were doing that for like two years. And she never stopped. She Mm -hmm. now has two poles at her house. And she's just like. She's great. I mean, I I was good by the time I stopped, but I haven't done it since the pandemic started. So I'm a little rusty. Um, 
But yeah, Nicole but is you, dedicated. You need that friend. Like Grace is that friend to me. We went and got aura yeah. photography done. And like literally we went and got our auras uh, photographed and we learned about our auras. And it's something I would not have done. I'd heard of it. But you need that friend who's just like, just do it. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we found out that, that we have similar colors in our auras. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we th- like I got it done with my friend um, back in New York years ago. And um, mm-hmm. the person there said, oh, friends often have um, similar aura colors. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe me and Amy won't have similar colors. But then we did. What? Of course we did. <laughs> yeah, Wait, what would have but... happened if you guys had opposite oh, colors? I oh, she would have been in the French anymore. Never been friends with her. I would have just been like, you know what? Cancel the podcast. Cancel She's our like, friendship. you gotta go. Our auras aren't compatible. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that would have made me so sad. <laughs> I always wonder, because you know people read like astrology and stuff and you hear about compatible signs. I always wonder if someone would ever just like literally end a relationship because it said that their signs were not compatible. I've always been like, oh, I, mean, I gotta I've, work I harder. just literally saw an Instagram video where some lady was like, I would rather sweep the ocean floor than ever date an Aries. Or like people like <laughs> oh, are, damn. automatically <laughs> write people. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Sashir? Oh, no. Uh, that no, was it's so okay. Weird. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's things about us that are. <laughs> and also people be saying that about Virgos too. I'm a lot. I, I think that every sign, because yes. of course there's bad qualities about people and yeah. people have signs. Like it doesn't, <laughs> this person cut me off. They must be a cancer. You know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then also I feel like if you really like the person, you just sort of, because uh, I, I like, I think I'm very incompatible with like Leos or some shit. And then I remember I was dating one and I was just like, well, that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't, I have to mean that. We're not compatible. I think <laughs> it's all malleable to whatever you decide to, to what meaning you decide Absolutely. to give it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to You got to I dated a Virgo and after we broke up, I just wanted to like check on him <laughs> to make sure he was okay, but I didn't want to talk to him. So I would read his horoscope <laughs> like for him to be like, how is he doing? <laughs> oh, he's, he's having a difficult What's the saying right now? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm going to say thank you on behalf of him because I'm a Virgo and I want someone to check on me sometimes. (laughs) I'm channeling my emotions into making lists and critiquing others, but really I'm hurting. Okay. Okay. I'm hurting. (laughs) Wait, I want to hear about the matching tattoo you have with your bestie, Nicole Byer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nicole and I both have a good night world tattooed on us. Mine is on my calf. Hers is on her tricep. And there was like, maybe, let's see, maybe six years where we didn't live in the same city. Mm. She lived Mm. in LA. I was in New York and we met in New York and she left and it was like very devastating to both of us. And so we would call each other on the phone every night (laughs) and talk to each other for hours and at the end of our conversations, we'd be like, okay, good night, world. Good night, Sashir. And then, good night, world. Good night, Nicole. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we were in Austin at the same time together. And so we just went into a random tattoo shop and got good night, world tattooed on us. And also then stopped saying that to each other completely <laughs> after we got the tattoo. <laughs> that is I love that you were like, that chapter so is over. Cool. Um, and now that's done. <laughs> it's that an incident time. We don't need to say it again. I got a tattoo recently. Um... With Nicole. It wasn't a matching tattoo, but we both got tattoos at the same time. It's been years since the last time I got a tattoo, and I forgot how painful they were. And I've got this uh, wicker peacock chair tattooed on me, oh, which 
I love chairs <laughs> in general. I love chairs. I love that as a personality trait. <laughs> oh, you know, she's a chair, the chair lover. <laughs> it really is a personality trait. People on my who listen to the podcast will like send me, they'll like DM me pictures of chairs, which I love. It's welcome. I will. Oh, I love. I love that. Is there a particular the kind of, of chairs room. that your favorite kind of chair? Like, are you a couch person? Do you like a high stool? Mm. Do you like a a uh, accent chair? Like, what what kind of chairs? An ottoman, a futon, a chair and a half. <laughs> these are great questions. I own all of these. Um, mm. I. Great. Love a day bed, which is not exactly yes. a chair. It's a but chair. I have multiple. I have three in my home currently. <laughs> it's for lounging. But I love to fully spread out, fully lounge. Yes. yes. But the so the tattoo I have is a peacock chair, and that's the first chair I bought with my own money, like when I was Aww. in college, and I felt yes. very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And also, it just feels very like Afrocentric and seventies, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. But I forgot how many lines it has, like, as a picture. And so when she started tattooing me, I was like, oh, my God, what did I do to myself? <laughs> this is going to be forever and so painful. Just, like, a million tiny lines going oh back and God. forth just to get all the detail. Looks beautiful, but I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what, that would be me getting a tattoo. I'd be like, oh, oh, okay, are you done? No. Uh, oh, ow. <laughs> We've just begun. Wait, so tell us more about your love of crystals because you've taught me a lot about moons. And I know that Jade is really healing and that you really like Jade. So I just want to hear some some crystal talk. Um, yes. Yeah, I, uh, I like Jade. I have one by my bed. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to do the same thing. It's the okay. green one. I have a little green jade stone by my bed as well. I don't know why. Tell me what it means. I just did it because <laughs> someone told me to, but... <laughs> Why do I have? I mean, same, <laughs> same. <laughs> Someone said said it. It sounded nice. I'm, now I do it. Um, I can't remember all the qualities of jade, but I do know that it does help you dream, and I mm. love um, dreaming. And I have had very vivid dreams since I was like a preteen, mm-hmm. and. Sometimes they reflect something that's like going on in my subconscious or something that might be bothering me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a little prophetic and might tell me yeah. like what might mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. And I feel like just like rubbing the jade a little bit and being like, tonight I'm going to dream about something mm-hmm. will help that. Yeah. You know what? I kind of got into crystals a bit. Uh, my friend AZ Dungy. Hi, AZ. I used to work with her on Kimmy Schmidt and uh, the offices of Kimmy Schmidt were in Greenpoint and they had like this crystal shop around the corner. So a lot of times we would, like during lunch, like after we'd finished lunch, we would just go and like AZ knows a ton about crystals. So I have so many crystals from that time because like AZ would be like, you need this one. Or ah. like she would tell me about the different properties of the different ones. And my brother actually is super into crystals too. He like, he has like amulets and stuff that he wears around his neck or he keeps certain things in his pockets for protection. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I really do believe that, uh, you know, the earth, like where they get the crystals from, they have a positive or negative charge. And I think, I think it can help even if it's just like mind over matter. I like having them around me. Yeah. Yeah. I think with all this stuff, it's like, it may be bullshit. I don't know. But if, if I feel like I'm putting my intentions in the right spot, mm-hmm. I think it does help. Like, I feel like if I believe this is helping me, it's going to help. So yeah. may as well just do it. 
Well, you know what, Sashir? We feel so much better now that we've talked to you. This has been wonderful. Oh, good. It's made me feel good, too. Yes, the world is still worlding. 2022 is still 2022-ing, but uh, (laughs) it sucks a little less because we talked to you. Yes. Do you have anything coming up you want to tell us about? Anything you'd like to plug? It can even be something you love that you didn't work on. Um, home economics season three is going to happen sometime this fall. Yeah. And, uh, you can watch woke on Hulu and moon girl devil dinosaurs kind of coming out sometime next year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm in Tuca and birdie season three. It's out right now. Nice. That you can watch on adult swim and then HBO max. And, um, I just started reading Bell Hooks All About Love, and that mm. is nice. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's like queued up on my, I haven't started it yet, but I just downloaded it like three days ago. So, yeah, it's, I'm I like, I also just started it, but you know, the intro is just very intriguing. The idea that we're kind of in a state of being where people are cynical about love mm. in general. Yeah. And it's like cool to not think that love is important Mm -hmm. and it actually is very important. And and there's also just like many kinds of love. It's not just like romantic love is the most important. We, you know, got to remember about friendship and family, et cetera. So yeah, Yeah. I would, uh, I would tell people to read that. And where can people find you on the internets? Um, uh, My website's sashir.com. I will post like live shows and other things there. And my Twitter, Instagram uh, is at the sheer truth. And I'm on TikTok for some reason. And yes! it's, it's just Sashir Zameda. I don't post much. I just post like my stand-up videos. I'm mm-hmm. going on it. But yeah, they are there if you want to watch them. Great. I do. Thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you too. so much, Sashir. This has been awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's so great to talk to you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, to close this out, we are doing our creative tap-in, which is our segment about creativity. Amy, are you ready for this week's quote? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. Art is never finished, only abandoned. Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, Great quote. I started kind of, I already was kind of finishing it in my head because in film school, our professors used to say that a good script is never finished, only abandoned. Um, And to me, what that means is like sometimes as an artist, you just have to step away. Like you're always going to want to make alterations or little edits or micro like changes. And yet, because you want to continually improve it and every day you live your life, you actually become a better artist because by living, you become a better artist. And so you're always going to want to make changes, but eventually you just have to stop and not so much call it finished, but it is complete. I mean, and also to hear this coming from a man like Leonardo da Vinci, like, didn't he do Mona Lisa? Didn't he he do the Last Supper? Like some of the paintings in life that are celebrated as the best art of all time, at least the best white art. We don't know all black art. Most of it is like under the rocks and has been stolen. But like literally some of the best white art of all time. And even he had to just step away. He had to say, it's it's finished. I'm done. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he abandoned it. And it was so good that Beyonce and Jay-Z did a video in front of it, you know? Right? 
right? And he probably, if he were alive today, he'd be like, why are they in front of my ruined, my, my art piece that is so ugly? Like he wouldn't even be appreciative because great artists want to keep on mm-hmm. tinkering. But you really do have to abandon it to get to a place where the world can appreciate, enjoy, absorb, and experience it. That's what it is to be an artist, to abandon your work to the world. <laughs> what does the quote make you think, Yeah, Grace? similarly, I, I thought about it um, because I was just thinking about all my old scripts, you know? Like all mm. my old scripts from the first one I wrote um, about a celebrity, like a dog walker that wants to become a celebrity to, you know, the last Cute. one I wrote which is probably um, my pilot that I'm developing right now. So I feel like, yeah, you can always go back. When you go back and you look at those early attempts, you're just like, wow, (laughs) this could use a whole lot more work. And you could potentially go back and do it, but you're just like, no, I am on to the next. I'm on to a new challenge. I am on to a new thing because... The work can always evolve. It's sort of like being human. Yeah. Like you, your work lives in a way. It has your, your characters have their own life and they have their own thing. And there's always more that you can evolve into. So it's always challenging as a writer to know when you're done. Sometimes the script that you are working on is just never going to get to the level that you want it to be, but you are still sitting and dreaming and imagining and feeling like, okay, if I just keep working on it, then um, (laughs) maybe someday I'll figure out how to like close this story hole or like make this character make sense. But sometimes you just can't. So it's sort of like, it reminds me of the the struggle of like figuring out what to abandon and what not to abandon. Because sometimes when I talk to like my mentees or people who seek advice from me about like breaking into writing, sometimes somebody will come to me and they'll be like, I have 10 scripts. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? You probably have half of one. (laughs) You know, so maybe they needed to work on one of those scripts longer and to keep refining it and making it the best they could be. Or maybe that one idea needed to be abandoned and go on to the next one. So um, I think that it's that's the challenge of being an artist. You have to figure out, like, when is it truly done? Like, when does it feel truly done? I think the thing is, is that your ideas, even if you have an idea from the past, sometimes you're just like, oh, I could spend time doing this, but I think that my taste and everything has sort of evolved. Um, So you need to let that evolution happen. Like you said um, earlier, that you need to abandon things either to put them out into the world or just realize that that idea that you had 10 years ago probably no longer works in the current iteration of you as an artist. Um, So that's what it made me think. Okay, thanks for listening to The Antidote. We hope this injected a little bit of joy into your week. I know it did mine. How about you, Amy? I feel good, girl. We should do this again sometime. Oh, we'll be here next week. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on social, follow me, Grace, at Gracie Act. That's G-R-A-C-Y-A-C-T. And follow me at Amy Aniobi. That's A-M-Y-A-N-I-O-B-I. And follow the show at The Antidote Pod. 
That's the with two E's. If you like feeling good about yourself, please subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. You know, and go jump in that pool. The Antidote is hosted by us, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. The show's production team includes Marcel Malakibu and associate producer Taylor Polidor. Our executive producer is Erica Krauss and our editor is Erica Janik. Sound mixing by Derek Ramirez. Digital production by Mishu Sayuni. Talent booking by Marion Ways. Our theme music was composed and produced by TT the Artist and Cosmo the Truth. APM studio executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Concept created by Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. Send us your antidotes at antidoteshow.org. The Antidote is a production of American Public Media. Toodaloo!